0: Um, so if you look in the, let me begin by this. If you look in the seat in front of you, you will see a connect card. Can you just grab that for me? Go ahead and just do the connect. It says connect. So uh, for those of you who are online, you might not have a connect card, uh, you know, on <laughs> the seat pocket behind you. Um, so why not just grab a piece of paper and a pen, right? So when you grab a connect card, I want you to grab a uh, pen also. And here's what I want you to do. I want you, uh, you're going to do something special today. I want you to write a prayer request. Something that you are trusting God to do. Now we'll read a scripture to you and uh, I hope we can put that scripture up uh, on the screen. Um, I don't have it here in my notes here. Good. So um, I thought it would be there. But this is what the scripture says. It says, At that time, Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord gave the Amorites over to the sons of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, sun, stand still at Gibeon, and moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stopped until the nation took vengeance on their enemies. In this, or is this not written in the book of Jeshua, the sun stopped in the midst of the heaven and did not hurry to set for about a whole day. Then it says, there has been no day like it before or since. When the Lord heeded the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. A human being stood up one day and said, Sun, stay where you are. Moon, stay where you are. And Bible says God heard that crazy guy. Think about it. What does that teach you and me? What that means is that God can literally do anything if we will trust Him that much. Now, for the I did a little bit of geography, right? So, for the sun to stand still and for the moon to stand still, it means that the planetary system was put to a halt—no revolution, no rotation. A human being said, Lord, let there be no rotation, let there be no revolution, and things stood for a whole day, 24 hours. Think about that. And the same God, who was God of Joshua, is your God. His dad is your dad. If you have given your heart to Jesus, if you're a Christian, his dad is your dad. In other words, the same God that did that for him back in the day is waiting to do that for you today if you will believe. So on the piece of paper that you just took, I want you to write an audacious prayer request. Maybe for you you are going to say, Lord, I am praying for my spouse to become a believer. Maybe that's for you. Maybe you're going to say, I want, Lord, heal my daughter. I don't know know what that might be. Maybe for you, it's like, Lord God, help me out of this financial mess. But there is a God who listens to us, who is watching over us, who wants to do great on our behalf. Do you know that? I said, a human being said, let there be no rising of the sun. Let the sun not move from where it is. And it was like that. So take your pen, write an audacious prayer right now. You're going to ask the Lord for something. What is it that that you're afraid of? Your fears, you're going to say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you with my life. I'm going to trust you with my finances. I'm going to trust you with my family. I'm going to trust you with what I am going through right now. What is it you are going through? Write something down. At the end of the service, we shall come and lay it at the altar. The Bible says, it says, casting your cares upon the lord for he cares for you first peter 5 7 casting your cares your burdens upon him so you're going to write all of that what is troubling you in your heart write that burden down and you don't need to put your name there just you know god knows you so you, you know he knows you but it's an act of faith it's like saying i am trusting you lord i am looking up to you and i know that you will come through for me did we catch that all right, so get get writing that down as we move on with our message of today. But I'm speaking today on the subject of not a hoof shall be left behind. Not a hoof. Now the hoof is a very beautiful uh, a stiletto that um, ladies, um, you know, high pumps that God gave uh, the horse like that, something like that, right? And it's, and 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 when the Lord commanded Pharaoh to let his people go. He says, not even one of these teleros will be left behind. Like, literally, like we're not leaving anything behind. We are going with everything. And so the, my whole mindset this morning is that we, whatever God has for you and me, we are going to get there. We are going to get whatever God wants for us. So I want you to decide in that in 2022, You are going to accept nothing less than God's best for your life. Now, in fact, I want you to say this with me. I decide decide. to accept accept. nothing nothing less than God's best for my life. Okay, go on. let's try it again. We tried it the first time. You know, I'm a teacher, right? So you know I like to do that. So um so just just blame it on my you know my teacher thing, right? Um so I decide to accept nothing less than God's best for my life in 2022. That's a profound statement, but I want you to know that God can honor that statement in your life if you say it by faith. By the way, it's his best for your life, right? You know, you know, um, you, you know as a parent, sometimes you, you know, there are some things you wish for your child and you wish that your child would know that you wish good things for them. You know, they don't even trust you sometimes. They don't even trust some of us, right? Uh, and we are like, you know, oh, I wish this child could just know how much I love them, how much I wish the best for them. So, but when you and me pray to the heavenly father who owns everything and we say, I am trusting you for what's, you know, for the the best that you have for me. Guess what? We are praying in his will. The Bible says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So when we ask anything according to his will, we can believe that we have everything that we ask of him. Because we are not just asking what we want We are asking God's best for my life. How would it feel like if the rest of the 300 and something days that are left in this year, you walk in God's ultimate best relationally with with your walk with God, your walk with your friends and your family and the people around you at work and all of that. What if this year... You walked in God's best financially. What if in this year you walked in God's best when it comes to your, you know, your spiritual habits, your prayer life. You know, you're seeking the face of God. You're reading the Bible. You're understanding what God has for you. What if this is that year? I come back to what I said a couple of weeks ago. What if this is that year that God comes through for you and for me? You know, a few weeks ago, Pastor was preaching again on this series, Let My People Go, and he was talking about how the devil likes to negotiate with us. So, this morning I will come back a little bit to that subject because I wanted to point it out. So, remember that Moses comes to Pharaoh in Egypt. That has been our story that we started with uh, at the beginning of the year. He comes to Pharaoh, you know, sends, God sends Moses to Pharaoh and says, Tell Pharaoh, who is the king and the emperor of Egypt, says, Let my people go um well you know and Bible tells us that you know that for some reason that Pharaoh kind of in that passage just depicts the devil right and the enemy because the Bible says that God hardened his his heart so that he would display his power and his splendor in all of Egypt so when he says let my people go Pharaoh would not let his people go so guess what Moses will do Moses was, will release literally plagues on the land. In fact, he did altogether ten plagues, and then finally the, the enemy gave up. Well, that is just a symbolic of what the devil is like in our lives. He never gives up so easily. You know, sometimes we you know we pray now every now and then, and and uh, you know we want to really. Be all that God wants us to be. But the devil says, no, you are not going to do that. And unless you put some pressure on the devil, the devil is really a very headstrong guy. Um, the, day, the day you see him, you would, you would understand this, right? Um, <laughs> but he, is, he, he doesn't let people go just that way. And so even when the Lord says, let my people go, he will not let his people go. So guess what? Moses commanded and there was blood on the waters of Egypt. And the Bible says everywhere. And the fishes died and everywhere was stinking because there was blood in the water. They didn't have water to drink. Anyway, they dug up they dug up wells and what would come up was blood. And then, so first thing is, first, This is, here is the first offer. So now, you know, Pharaoh arises and said, I'm about to give you an offer, okay? The offer is written in Exodus chapter 5, 1, two, three, or two, one to 2. Uh, by the way, I want to say that every now and then I watch this show on TV. It's called Deal or No Deal. How many of you are guilty of watching that and will you know, ask for forgiveness after church? Uh, no, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but I do watch it from time to time. And you know how it goes, you know, and the the, the, the host of the show will, you know, they'll put up a deal from the banker and they'll say deal or no deal. And you have to say, you know, yes to the deal or you have to refuse the deal. So here is the first offer that comes on the table, Exodus 5, 1 and 2. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, thus says the Lord God of Israel, let my people go that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness, verse two, and Pharaoh said, "Who is the Lord that I should obey His voice to let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go." That is the devil for you, right? I mean, you're saying, "Lord, heal my child," and say "What? Who's going to let that child go? I'm, no, no, no. I, this, this belongs to me." He says, who is the Lord, by the way? Who is the Lord? I, I mean, I am Pharaoh. By the way, Pharaoh is actually God in Egypt. That's what it is. He represents God. He is a God, small g, just in parentheses. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he is that kind of person. And that's why when God made Moses in the wilderness and say, go to Pharaoh and, and tell him, let my people go. He says, God, when I go and Pharaoh asked if what if Pharaoh asks me, who is the Lord? What am I going to say? And that is the same question he asked him. He said, I don't know the Lord. I don't know the Lord. And I cannot let them go. Every time you need deliverance, every time you and me are praying, really it's a warfare. Every time you close your eyes to pray and say, Lord God, this, I'm trusting you for the fullness that you have for me this year. This is what is going to happen. The first offer is going to be, there is no offer. <laughs> That's the first offer. <laughs> no offer, yeah. First offer, no offer, right? Second thing, what happens here? Moses does another thing, releases another plague, frogs. And frogs are skipping out everywhere, jumping on the bed, and people could not, on the tables and everywhere. Now, I mean, I don't know how romantic you are, but I don't think that the frogs are the, you know, the best thing to hug in the morning. But that's what, it was jumping all over in the blankets and the comforters. And you know, no matter wherever they were, frogs were all over their bodies. And even after that, Pharaoh would not let the people go. So they released again bugs and lice. It was everywhere, everywhere there were lice. And there was, the bugs were eating them up and all of that. And then the magicians of Pharaoh were trying to even replicate that and they could not do that. And then they went to Pharaoh and even told Pharaoh, I said, Pharaoh, you know what? This is the finger of God. Like we've never seen this. This is something that has never been seen. Yet Pharaoh would not let them go. Then again, Moses releases a swarm of flies. I don't know if you are like me. If there's something I hate in the world, it's mosquitoes, flies, and roaches or something. Because in Africa, roaches are very common, right? I just don't like those. But it releases, you know, a swarm of flies, and everywhere they are flying all over. Then again, then Pharaoh says, Please, Moses, come, come. I have an offer for you. I have an offer for you. It's kind of like the banker in deal or no deal he says, No, no, come, come, let's discuss, let's discuss. And he comes to him in Exodus 8, 25 and 27, it says this. It says, Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Go sacrifice to your God in the land. See, uh, so what Pharaoh is saying is, well, you know, okay, I'll let you go sacrifice since you, you know, you, you, know you, you want to really go sacrifice. You really want to go and serve your God. Well, but just do it right here. I mean, what is wrong with you? Do you need to go to the wilderness? Do you really need to go to a promised land to go worship your God? You can just worship him here. Oh, worship is worship. Just do it in the land. Just do it in the land. You see, there's a devil who says that, you know, you, know, you can keep serving God in that wrong environment that you are. You know, your God is asking you to come out of the world system. He's asking you to come out of the addiction. He's asking you to come out of that. He said, oh, well, you can keep doing whatever you are doing and still worship God. But he's, that's a trick. That's an offer that is giving you so that you will forget about the real thing that God has asked for you and me to do, which is to come out of Egypt and into the promised land. So that was offer number two. So, but you know, guess what uh, Moses said? No deal. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some of you are, you are catching it now, right? Mm, no deal, no deal. Yeah. So when he says no deal, he brings uh, offer number three. Look at offer number three. Very enticing. He says, and Moses said, it is not right to do so. In other words, it's not right for us to just worship God in the land. He says, for we would be sacrificing the abomination of the Egyptians to the Lord our God. It says, if we sacrifice abomination to the, of the Egyptians before their eyes, then we will not, or, or then they will, they, I'm sorry, uh, then will they not stone us? And then it says this, we will go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord God and He, as he has commanded us. Verse 28, he says, So Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far away. So it started with there is no deal. You are not going anywhere. And then when he releases some punishment on the devil and releases some plague on the devil, uh, he says, well, just do it in the line. I mean, I'm not refusing. I mean, I'm not, not really stopping you. Just do it in the line, Just do it around here. And Moses says, no deal. And they said, well, okay, now that you really want to go, okay, go, but don't go very far. Aye. You see, there's a devil who wants us. By the way, let me say this. If, if, you, were, if you were taken out of a pit, How many of you know that if you keep dancing around the pit, before you know it, you'll be back in that same pit? So the enemy doesn't want you to go very far, because as long as you don't go very far, there are chances, hello, that you will get back to your same mess that you got out of in the first place. So he says, no, no, don't go too far. You know, just how many of us here, you know, we commit ourselves at the beginning of the year. Some of us do New Year Resolution. You know, but before we are out of January, everything is back and we are going to wait for it in December again to take it up for another next year. You know, the devil doesn't want you to go too far, but this year, you've got to make up your mind I am going as far as the Lord wants for my life. I am going as far as God will have me go. And you are not stopping me. No turning back. Offer number three go, but don't go very far. you have got to make up your mind this year 2022 i am going as far as god can take me i am going as far as the holy spirit can direct me i am going full force to the very end do i have some people here who want to go with me You know, yeah, that's exactly what we are saying. We are going far. We are not stopping at anything. As a church, as individuals, as families, we are going far with the Lord. Well, even after this, you would think the devil would give up. No, 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 he didn't give up. He said, no, 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 I'm not letting you. Pharaoh said, no, I'm not letting you. So they sent pestilence. You know, and it ravaged all of Egypt. The livestock of the Egyptians were killed; they died, and all of that. And yet Pharaoh would not let them go. Then Moses sent boils, you know, boils on every, and it was boiled. There were there were boils on Pharaoh's, you know, Pharaoh's skin and all of that, skin disease and all that. And he and the people suffered, and yet Pharaoh would not let them go. And so seventh plague, Mo- Moses sent hail. So there was hail. So everything that was outside of homes died. Whether it was people, it was, it was uh, livestock, it was goats and, and cattle and whatever. It died wherever it was. Killed everything. Yet Pharaoh will not let the people go. So Moses sent locusts so that anything, any tree that was left in the field that the hail did not destroy, so the locusts came and ate up everything. That land was being destroyed like the, and an entire country was put into ruins. And yet, Pharaoh will not let them go. So that is how persistent the devil is. That's why you cannot live a life, a prayerless life. We cannot afford that. Prayerlessness says that I know I can take care of stuff. Now, if you know the devil, you know that you, don't, you just can't take care of stuff. That's, he is this, this, this hard. How can the whole land be destroyed? You will think, my God, let them go, please, let them go. But he will not do that. He is that persistent. He is consistently insistent that you are not going. He is consistently insistent that you will not have the health you should have. He's insisting that you will not, your relationship will not be better than it is right now. He's insistent that your, you know, your family will stay apart. So, unless you we put pressure on him, guess what? He is not letting anyone go. So, but when all of this happened and the locust comes over the on the line, then it comes to another level of pressure now. Then offer number four comes in. Let me read you offer number four. Exodus 10 and verse 7, he says. Then Pharaoh, or Pharaoh's servants, said to him. Now this time around, Pharaoh's servants are trying to advise Pharaoh. You know, and they say to them, "How long shall this man talking about Moses be a snare to us? Let them, let the men go, that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not yet know that Egypt is destroyed?" So his servants are telling him, please, let the guys go. Man, we are not going to lose our land with them. Like, let them go. Let them leave us alone. My God, you and me have got to put some pressure on the devil this year till he leaves us alone because the longer he keeps us wherever he wants to keep us, he is going to suffer more, more loss. That's what it's called spiritual warfare. And that's what prayer actually does. It puts pressure on the enemy that he will let them go. Listen to this. Uh, I think, uh, but in verse, uh, okay, verse number 11, it says this. It says, but this is what Pharaoh says. He says, not so. Go now, you who are men. Uh Uh-oh. Look at that. It started with, "Mm, you're not going anywhere. And then it was like, okay, no, no, just sacrifice to God. And the lion says, no deal. Then he goes, well, go, but don't go too far. Moses says, no deal. They say, well, go, you who are men. In other words, leave your wonderful, beautiful wives and your children and all of that back here. And then what do you think Moses will say about that? What do you think Moses will say about that? He said, no deal. And so when he said no deal, he said, well, if you say no deal, then nothing is going to happen. And guess what? You know, and then Moses releases another plague, plague number nine, which was darkness. And the Bible says God caused darkness to fall on the land. It was a strange darkness. Bible says it was a darkness that could be felt. And He says nobody moved from where they were for three days. So in other words, the darkness was kind of like a block of ice. So imagine the, the air around you to become a block of ice then suddenly you cannot move. So because it was darkness that you could not move. So they were stuck in that three whole days. So they were mandatory fasting for the line of Egypt. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like You you don't have a choice, though. You're not going anywhere. Can you see how the devil can be stubborn? I want you to see the, the very nature of the devil. So he doesn't want you to go. It takes that much of pressure on him to let you and me go. Darkness, three days. Still, he would not let them go. Then now, he had to release the 10th plague, which was the death of the firstborn, of every firstborn of every Egyptian, and their flock and their cattle and their everything firstborn dies. He had to punish, get to, the, get to that level where all of them die. And that is when now the pressure was again put up. But I just want to read something here in, a, in a Exodus 10, Exodus 10, and I want to go, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, and read verse 9. It says something like this: it says, And Moses said, We will go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, with our flocks. And with our herds will we, we go. For we must hold a feast to the Lord. Moses was saying, that only the men cannot go. So it's, you're not going to dictate the terms of who lives and who, doesn't, who, who does not you know, leave. Devil, you are not the one who gives the terms of this, this freedom that we are about to walk into. Listen to what he says. Our young and our old sons and daughters, herds and flocks are going. Everything that belongs to us is going. You know, sometimes the devil tries to negotiate with us and say, Well, you can go. Just leave your daughter behind. You know, she can be there and doing her own thing. And no, 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 no. But you you have got to say, no, 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 devil, no, 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 no. She too is going. But it takes your faith because if you have, if if you are not, if you are not, not careful, you will, you know, the devil can shortchange us. Like he can say, "Look, just take this one and go." You know, be satisfied. At least I gave you something. At least some deal somehow. No, 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 no. You've got to say, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> My daughter is going too. And this is the kind of spirit I want us to have as a church. Our young and our old are going. Our sons and our daughters are going. Our hurts. And our flocks are going. By the way, do you know what herds and flocks will represent for us today? You know, think about it. It talks about livestock. Back in the day, they did not have the New York Stock Exchange. Oh, I thought you heard me. Um, But they did not have it. So their stock was in the livestock. So if, yeah, yeah, so if the livestock was being destroyed, if the livestock was being confiscated, then their stock market just went down. Oh, come on. You know, that's what they had. So you got to understand this. So what they were saying is, devil, when we go, you are not going to take our Wall Street away. We are going with our Wall Street with all of our stocks and bonds and and options and futures. We are carrying all of that out of Egypt. And they had been working for 430 years for this. And they said, when we leave the labor of 430 years, we are not leaving it behind. Let me tell you something. The day that the children of Israel left Egypt, Egypt became ravaged. The wealth of Egypt was gone. I have gone to Egypt twice in my life. I've gone to the pyramids. I've visited all of that. Everything about Egypt was history. It was about monuments of the past. It was never about the future again. In fact, the day that God delivered them, Moses said this to them. He, says, he said, The Egyptians you see today, you shall see them no more forever. And how powerful that prophecy came to pass. Because after Exodus, any time you hear about Egypt in the Bible, it is always in the past. It is never in their future. You know, the children of Israel will fight the Amorites and they will fight the Girgashites and they will fight all Syrians and all of that, but never about Egypt any longer. Egypt was permanently in the past. This is the kind of deliverance God wants to give you. He wants that sickness to be permanently in the past. He wants a relational issue to be permanently in the past. He wants to deal with your situation, my situation, so that it is permanently in the past. Oh, I thought somebody would say amen to that. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Help this African boy. Now, you see, it's important that you understand that God truly wants to deliver you and me. He really wants to set us free. But not only that, so offer number five comes now. He says, well, look at this. Exodus 10, 21 now to 25. I'm about to close. He says, then the Lord said to Moses, stretch your hand toward heaven. And that there may be darkness upon over the land of Egypt. Darkness which may be felt. Like I just told you a while ago. So Moses stretched out his hand towards heaven. And there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt. Three days. 23. They did not see one another. Nor did anyone rise from the place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. See the separation? So while all of that is happening in the same Egypt, the children of Israel are fine. So what does that tell you and me? You see, Wall Street can be doing what it is, and then we'll be doing what we are doing. Did you get what I'm trying to say? Like, the world can be going through whatever is going. You can be exempt from it. By the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Sickness can be doing what it's doing. COVID can be doing what it's doing, and you can be exempt from it by faith. It's not by your strength. I'm not saying that you're going to do that by your physical strength or by your... No, you, don't, you and me don't have strength. But the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes. And that's why this year you cannot afford not to be connected to God. Because it is in Him that you have your strength. It is in Him that you have hope. It is in Him that you have that audacity to pray that prayer that you're about to Pray in a little while. It's in him. It's in him. It's in him. Look at that. 24. Then Pharaoh called Moses and said, Go serve the Lord. Your, <laughs> go serve the Lord. Only let, flock, let your flocks and your herds be kept back. Oh my God. This guy is so stubborn. He <laughs> says, okay, think about all of the offers. He said, okay, now you can go with your children. You can take your beautiful wives along. No problem, no problem, no problem. Only leave behind your flocks and your hurts. In other words, keep Wall Street behind. Keep finances behind. Don't take any money. You can go. As long as you go, you are going to be a holy, poor woman, there's no problem with that. But I don't want you to be a a holy, wealthy woman. That's, that's, that combination is very dangerous, right? It's very dangerous. No, no. You can go along. As long as your finances are not... You know, don't take the finances because guess what? If you are set free and you are poor, guess what? And you stand there and you see the evil people doing all the evil things and having their money, you go like, man, Lord, but I mean, God, you, you, you I mean, you can understand. Don't you understand that? I mean, I need to do this, this, and then you start rationalizing. You will start wanting to do the evil things so that you can do that. And they said, no, 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 no. He says, he suggests to them. He says. Just leave your flocks and your herds behind. But listen, this is what Moses said, verse 25. But Moses said, you must also give us sacrifices and burnt offerings. Do you know what that means? Moses was saying, listen to this. We are going to sacrifice to the Lord. We are going to serve our God. And that's when you know that God cares about our offerings. He said, we are going to sacrifice to our God. We are going to give some offerings. When we go to God, we are going to be contributing to our kingdom builders. You you remember kingdom builders? We are giving support. This church supports missionaries all over the world. This church supports mission works around the world. That's why, and even here in our community, you see every month, what do we have there? Out there? Feeding Feeding America. It comes from, it takes money to feed America, guys. But then, why is, it, why is it that we need to go with our, with our flocks and our herds? Because we have to serve the Lord. The Lord may be asking us to reach out to our community. We want to be able to do that. The Lord may be asking us to support a missionary in Africa. We need to be able to do that. The Lord may be asking us to send missionaries to Asia. We need to be able to do that. So we are going with our herds and our flocks. And the church said, Amen. Uh-huh. That's, you know, you're, you're making me feel like I'm in, a, you know, I mean, some, somewhere else, right? But we have got to arise and do the thing that God has called us to do. Now watch this. Moses says to him now, he says, verse 20, what? 26, our livestock also shall go with us, not a hoof shall be left behind. That is a spirit that I pray that you and me would have this morning. Let's not give the devil another chance. Not even a hoof. You see, a hoof stands for one of the parts of the animal that doesn't really make sense. Kind of like your nail. You can trim, you can cut it out, you know, this, you know, uh, and then the ladies add some, you know, extra, you know, on, on it, uh, you know, because they are, they are special, you know. Uh, <laughs> but the rest of us, we cut it out because it's kind of useless. There's not, you know, you know, except for aesthetics and all that. But Moses was saying, even what you think is useless, as long as it's ours, as long as it belongs to the Lord, we are not leaving, even that one too, we are not leaving it behind. That is the mentality I want us to have. So he says, offer number five, go. He said, but keep back your flocks and your herds. He said, no, no. And then the plague is released, and offer number six finally comes. Woo! Somebody said, hallelujah. hallelujah. What is offer number six? He says, just go. Guys, guys, just, just go. Please, please. And I don't know, whatever you want to take, please, just, just go. And it was even even more serious than that. The night before they could leave, God gave them instructions. Very, very strange thing. The Lord asked them and says, tell everybody in the camp of Israel, let them go to their neighbor and ask for silver And for gold. Very strange instruction. He says, go to your neighbor. I mean, your Egyptian neighbors. He said, ask for silver and gold. And they went all around and they took silver and gold. They did not even understand. See, the Egyptians did not even know what was happening. Like, the Bible says God had given them favor like never before. Like, it was strange. And they gathered all of their silver, all of their gold stuck for 400 years all of the silver all of the gold and they left egypt no doubt when they were just at the brink of the red sea about to cross and to get into begin to go into their promised land it's kind of like the eyes open and then they said but what did just what just happened i just took all of my 401k and i gave to that lady yesterday <laughs> what happened you know, like, yes, like, what's going on? Like, what happened? Come on. But they had released everything. They had signed of all of their deeds and everything, money. They, and when the children of Israel left Egypt, the entire land was stripped dry. By the way, the plagues had destroyed everything. And then finally, the economic system, wealth transfer. Whew. That's what your God can do. It's not a story. It's not, a, it's not an idle tale. This is not a fairy tale. Please, this is not a, um, a uh, 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 this is not a, you know, the Wizard of Oz. or you know, <laughs> Please, you know, because we kind of tend to, oh, this is not a, you know, some kind of Jedi story or whatever. Uh, right? <laughs> For all of those who like to watch all, the, all of the series and all of that. Yeah, but this is real stuff. But let me say this, do you know that that's what our God wants to do with us? He wants that not only you and me are going to go, but everything that he wants for you and me will be ours, including our finances. Because, you know, in church sometimes we don't talk a lot about finances because, you know, we are afraid that you will just run away. Go into our say, Oh my God, they are asking for my whatever. No, we are not asking for. God is not wanting something from you. God is wanting something for you. Ah, oh, I thought you heard me. I said God is not asking for your money. In fact, He wants to put something aside for you. He said, "Go and ask your neighbors." So you know what? This is a prophetic message this morning. God is really saying, "I am going to give you favor." And your neighbors will be favorable to you. Your boss will be favorable to you. Your company will be favorable to you. And all of that so that you can take everything that belongs to you. The things that you have not had, you know, you have supernatural favor of God over your life. Do you receive that? How many of you need some favor? How many of you need some favor? How many people here need some favor at their job? Finances. God does that. He can do that. He did that. For the children of Israel and he can do that for you. He answered the prayer of Joshua. He can answer your prayer. I want you to know that this can be your breakthrough moment. So as the the, uh, praise and worship team comes up, I just want to say this. The reason why our finances are important is because remember the Bible says where your treasure is there will your heart be also. If your treasure is in God, guess what? You're always going to be thinking about God. If God is the one who provides everything for you, you will love him. You will care for him. You will, and every time it's Sunday, you, will, you can't wait for Sunday. You can't wait for Wednesday when we come for the midweek service. If that is where your treasure is, that's why we need our finances. Okay? It's also because we worship God with our finances. When we give our offerings, that's a way of worship. That's the way we worship God. We honor God with our finances. We need finances so we can take care of our families. The Bible says that if we cannot take care of our families, we are worse than unbelievers. So it's, it's our job to take care of our families and God wants to give us the wherewithal to take care of our little ones or take care of our spouses and all of that. The other thing is that God has commanded us to also reach out to the poor and support missions and support the church and support the mission of the church. So that's why God wants to provide it into your hands. So anytime you are praying for finances, don't, also, don't only say, Lord, give me finances so that I can, I, know, I can lead an easy life. No, no, say, Lord, so that I can provide for my family because that is his will. So that I can give to the poor because that is his will. So that I can support the work of God around the world because that is his will. So that I can be part of what you are doing. That is his will. So this morning, did you write your prayer request? Because I want, this is what I want you to do. You know, you will, it says prayer right here, right? So you write your prayer request and you will fold it this way, and then and when it, and 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 as the the praise and worship team leads us, you will just come, come in prayer and says, listen to this. You are saying, I am going. Our young and our old. Sons and daughters, flocks and herds, we are going. And I'm leaving this burden no longer mine again. And as you come and drop it here and go back, you are speaking, you are doing a prophetic declaration that you are freed whether from addiction, whatever is holding you back, whatever is stopping you. That's what you are saying. So if you are in the hub, what I want you to do is move to, uh, you know, you, you know, uh, to the front where the screens are, and you will drop your prayer, um, your prayer card. You drop your prayer card right where the screens are. We will pick them up, by the way, and we'll be praying for them throughout the week because we want you to experience freedom, real freedom. We want you to experience freedom. We'll be praying and we we'll be fasting this week so that. The Lord gives you the breakthrough you are looking for. So, are you ready with your prayer, your prayer request? So, um, as this, uh, as a praise and worship team sings, come, come on ahead. You can drop it here. When you drop it, you can stay, find some time and just stay here and just pray, or you can go back to your seat. Whatever you feel comfortable. But we are going to do that right away. But as you are coming, come in faith, come knowing that God can answer your prayer. Come, come in faith. And if you are online, please, uh, I want you to know. That um, you can, um, you uh, you can you can also do the same thing, right? You can write it down, you can fold it, and even if you don't, you cannot get it to us, we will still be praying for you. So we are not forgetting our church online. So God bless you as you move forward and you come and drop the burdens down. Choir lead us from here, please.
1: Father, we come to you today in faith, believing that you are calling us out of our Egypt. Father, we've put down audacious prayers on these, these cards and we've laid them at your feet. Father, I pray that today we would turn and walk away and leave these burdens here before you, O oh God. That we would not be guilty of picking them up and taking them with us. But Father, we will believe you for deliverance. We will believe you to set us free. Father, we believe for favor, I pray, O oh God. Lord, I pray that today we would sense something different. God, that we would sense that there is a a, a release, that there is a breaking, oh God, in the spirit. I pray, Lord, that we will hear testimonies of this day, oh God, that you have orchestrated, that we have not done it with our own wisdom, but it is of you, oh God, and I pray that your power would be released on us today. Father, we thank you, and as we Pray over these throughout the week. I pray, oh God, that we will gather together next week and there'll be a sense of victory, oh God. There'll be a sense of God doing the miraculous. I pray, O oh God. I pray that there'll be joy. I pray that there'll be a sense of freedom. I pray that there will be the understanding that you have taken us out of Egypt and we're moving to the promised land, oh God. Father, I thank you, and I praise you today.